What's up, listeners? Ted Cluck here, co-host of the Cluck Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about a brand that I absolutely love, a brand that I've been in a relationship with for a long time, and a brand that the Cluckcast is now in a relationship with, and it's the Dwell Bible app. Uh, I've had the Dwell app on my phone for years now. I love it. The way the Dwell Bible app works is that they will read the Bible to you out loud. Any passage, any plan, any voice style, uh, lots of different voices to choose from, lots of different plans to choose from. I love the I'm feeling playlist. Uh, when I get glum, when I get anxious, when I get angry, when I feel guilty, uh, I'll hit up those playlists, collections of passages from the Bible that speak to that thing. Again, it's the Dwell Bible app. And if you go to dwellapp.io slash cluck, dwellapp.io slash K-L-U-C-K, you can get some special offers only for Cluckcast listeners. Uh, you can get 10% off a Dwell yearly subscription or 30% off Dwell Lifetime. Dwell Lifetime gives you lifetime access to the app with a one-time purchase. Uh, so you get all the updates, all the new playlists, all the new voices, um, access to the Bible 24-7, listen to it in the car. I listen to it in the shower. Uh, it's a good way to start my day. Um, whether you're driving, whether you're showering, working out, uh, the Dwell app is a great way to get some Bible into your life. Visit dwellapp.io slash cluck. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can Let's do it. Ted, what's going on, my man? Oh, you know, um, <laughs> just to, I feel like I feel like there's two ways. Yeah, that this podcast always starts. Yeah, and I'm either up or one, I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much my deal, it's a, dude. It's like, only it's one or the other. There's yeah. no beige with me. There's no like five. I'm either at a nine or a two. You yep, know. Yep, yep. It's either um, baby, I'm good, or it's. Well, you know. <laughs> well, we, we, I mean, we live for the nines, but sometimes we get the twos, you know? That's true, man. And hey, and I understand. I mean, you've been telling me about your guys' weather out there, like how hot it is, and that that's yeah. enough to put me at a two. Yeah. So I completely understand. And I don't mind it. I don't mind it when it's summer, but when we get yeah. a week of, like, fake fall, and then it's right. supposed to be fall, right. due to being, like, mid-September, or late September, actually, now, and right. uh, it's, like... 98 degrees it, it it sort of annoys me dude i'm not gonna lie and i know it's a petty thing yeah i know that's an uptown problem but uh <laughs> but you know it is what it is and i'm, I'm wearing these ridiculous headphones i had to steal these from yeah. the tv studio at my college because i had a pair right here on my desk and they're gone okay um so right. i don't know what's going on man i'm losing my mind losing my headphones you know yeah the the huge 
So I'm 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 intrigued. You guys have a TV studio at the college. What is this? What is this used for? Uh, to teach kids how to like make TV shows. Um, really? Yeah, which is kind of cool. You know, it's a, it's a it's a big flex for a school our size to have that. It's a bit of a deal. So, um, yeah, proud of it. Here at Union University, uu.edu. Um, yeah, that's Check right. us out. Right. Check out Always the journalism working. program. I like it. Wait, so so do you guys have like a like a digital arts like yeah we uh, have a degree path is that is yeah it's called digital media communication so yeah. that's a that's a degree track and then my degree track is journalism so check out uu.edu um, look up journalism and you can come study with me but my program is as big now I think as it's ever been we have twenty two majors twenty two kids in the program so wow I think there were like two when I got here so it's it's growing um, we're thankful awesome, yeah it is it's kind of cool but you know as you add more kids, you add more people's problems, you know, and, and sure, it, it creates sure. more work for me, but it's a good problem to have. I'm, I'm enjoying it. If you could pick, if you could pick the, again, the nine and the two, right? Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. If you could pick the nine of, of your job and then the two of your job. Yeah. What are they? The nine thing would definitely be, I enjoy the classroom. I enjoy performing. I enjoy conversating. Yeah. I enjoy the relationships the discipleship opportunities, definitely a nine. Much needed, you know. I mean, there are kids here. Mm-hmm. We're a Christian college, but there are a lot of kids with no actual affection for Christ in their hearts. So sure. um, being sure. able to be a person in the room who's able to conversate about those things is is big. So I love all that. Very thankful for it. Uh, the two would be I really have no time left to write myself. Um, so that's a right. bummer. And also just... The administrivia of academic work, committee work, mm-hmm. um, doing things kind of for no reason. <laughs> like yeah. um, that's the that's the two stuff. And I just I happen to have a lot of that stuff today. So sure. um, I need some more magic to balance it out. Okay. All right. Well, Ted, we will do our best to provide some magic right here. Well, I, I would appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> thank you. No pressure. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Ted, I do I do want to I want to keep it in the vein of writing a little bit because sure. I I know you love writing I know mm-hmm. you love books I know you have a high respect for kind of that craft mm-hmm. right of being able to take the thoughts and then put them into a words in in a way that actually means something and connects mm-hmm. to your audience you know in a certain way and not yeah. everyone has that talent right some people are better public speakers some are better at you know expressing themselves through film or photography yeah. Your your main kind of avenue in which that you you found that you know this is how God has talent has has given you that ability is through the written word yeah right? and it's something you enjoy it's something mm-hmm. that you love yeah so I wanted to talk a little bit about that as someone who I'm not I'm I'm pretty unfamiliar with just kind of that um, just kind of that world in general yeah now, I I enjoy writing yeah I, I enjoy putting my thoughts down on a paper and crafting the words and crafting the sentence. I enjoy yeah. that process, right? Yeah. Um, and there's some that have read some of the stuff that I've written and say, yeah, no, that's actually pretty good. And then mm-hmm. there's stuff that I read where I'm like, this is never seeing the light of day. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm going to delete this, control all and delete mm-hmm. right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as someone who in no way has done that professionally, in no way has ever had anything published and mm-hmm. really has never even thought in mm-hmm. the, that, that avenue, mm-hmm. I would love to hear from you mm-hmm. as someone who has been through that, mm-hmm. right? And I know has kind of been on the ups and the downs and has yeah. thoughts on, on those. Mm-hmm. What is it that you love about writing? Yeah. And to, and, and to mm-hmm. like, give me some encouragement as to like, if I wanted to, 
if I wanted, even if it was just for myself, yeah. right, started to kind of hone that ability to be able to do that a little bit more. Like, I would love you to, to kind of share some wisdom with me and maybe some of our other listeners that maybe kind of have that desire to see if, you know, see if it's something that they enjoy to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as far as what I love about it, I think some of us just like telling stories, you know, and, yeah. and if you're the yeah. kind of person that likes to tell stories and have characters and have settings and have place and all that play a role and all the little sensory details that you include in a story. Um, if you're that kind of person, you probably enjoy writing and it's probably some combination of you love being known and being understood. Right. So this is a motivating factor. Like if I have ideas about something or even just a story to tell that reveals something about my character, I enjoy doing that, doing it well, having it be understood. Right. So that's one level. Mm -hmm. Another level is you enjoy putting on for an audience. You just enjoy being entertaining. You enjoy a well-told story, bringing joy into somebody else's life through your story. Um, And both of those things are very craft oriented. Right. Like I want to do it well so that so that people understand me or so that my ideas get across or I want to do it well so that I'm providing like a premium experience for you, Mm -hmm. the audience member. Um, And then a third level for me as on the nonfiction side, the creative nonfiction journalism side is just knowing someone else well. So if I'm in the interview room with you and I'm writing a feature on you or a book or whatever, like Mm -hmm. knowing you better, the motivation of knowing about your experiences so that I can convey them to the audience is uh, a pretty joyful part of it too. All those are fun things. Um, Having real analog, like it lives on a bookshelf kind of product that I can give to people when they come to my house or I can pass it down to kids or I can just say, Here's what I was thinking about in 2007. Like, enjoy it. Um, all that's pretty cool, man. Like, those are those yeah. are cool aspects of it and things that I think I'll always enjoy. Um, what was the second part of your question? What what advice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like, if, if I'm looking at that and thinking, like, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. for me, that outlet is video and podcasting yeah right because it's it's a craft that i understand Mm -hmm. it's a craft that i that i know and it gives me the ability much like writing Mm -hmm. to express my thoughts in a way where i don't have to cram them into a 280 character tweet yeah right yeah which is something that i really really don't like right um you know i like the ability to be like no no here's here's my thought and here's why i think that and here's why i think you should think this as well yeah right right. i think it's a valuable thing especially Mm -hmm. in the culture that we live in in like having the ability to express yourself fully so that you are fully understood yes that's right and on the receiving end of that having the equipment to sit with something for more than five seconds right this is why twitter is is garbage for all kinds of reasons but like you know, a, re- a reader should be able to sit with one of my books and hopefully the book invites them to do this, right? Hopefully it's well-written and engaging and true and, you know, interesting enough that they want to spend 20 minutes with it or an hour or two hours or whatever um, and escape into it. It's it's why, you know, for you, as a, and I'm talking to you like a dad now, which is weird, but, you know, for, for you, if you have like, video aspirations i would love to see you make something longer than like 
90 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, exactly. So many yeah. people make 90 second videos for, you know, Twitter or TikTok or whatever. And it's like that, that is one skill set. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you want your thing to be remembered and you want it to really be sort of uh, reckoned with, like you, I would want you to make the kind of thing that my wife and I would sit on the couch at 9 p.m. one night and watch it and make it the main event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a yeah. main event. It's not Twitter. It's not some thing that I'm looking at like when I'm trying to do 14 other things. You know what I right. mean? So right. I think a book is an argument for that. Like yeah. for long form, sit with it for a while, storytelling. And yeah. I'll say this to you, Joshua Loftus, and this is what I tell my students. All right, Dad. If you can, if you can develop the equipment to do that, both as a consumer mm-hmm. and a producer – then there's a real market opportunity because there's not a lot of real writers out there anymore. There's a lot of dudes that like to dash off 185 characters about themselves on Twitter and like say, I'm a writer, I'm a writer, I'm a writer, which there's nothing grosser than that, by the way. It's gross. Uh, It's stupid. Um, But if you can actually produce 200, 250 pages on something that matters to you, that makes you so different. Um, if you can sit with a video project for more than like 20 minutes, that makes you different, you know, and you can make something like, I'll give you an example. Um, so I'm the faculty advisor for our campus magazine and also our campus newspaper. And we do the newspaper. It comes out every day online. And this year we're launching a cooking show as a part of it. Um, because I've got my, uh, my managing (laughs) editor on my newspaper staff. Yeah. Sam Stedheimer, the great Sam Stedheimer, is um, we, we got to talk him one day. This was toward the end of last school year. And he was like, you know, I really love to cook. He's like, I love to cook in my dorm. I cook meals for people in my dorm. And I'm yeah. like, we're going to start a cooking show. We're going to call it Sam Stedheimer Dorm Chef. And um, <laughs> we're going to give it some like 90s graphic. And nice. we're going to pipe in some like canned, you know, clapping and, and laughter from an audience. And we're going to do That's it like awesome. a... Like an old school cooking show. So that's coming this semester. But even that, like it's longer form. The eps are going to be, you know, seven, eight minutes long. It's going to take some thought, some editing. I'm excited about it, you know? Yeah. Because we're making something. We're making product together and that's all you ever want to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome, man. I think, I think it's, I think I, I completely agree that it's, there's a lost art these days to kind of long forms of storytelling. Yeah. Right? And I think everything, I think social media has something to do with that too. I think, but, but I do think you're right in that I see it. I see the pendulum swinging back. Yeah. Right? I hope. And, I hope. And, 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 and I think, I think we see that kind of like in the workforce too, is mm-hmm. like there's, there's a massive rise of demand for like, um, uh, t- uh t- trade jobs. Yeah. Right. Because, Something that has been lost, by and large, over the last, I think, 20 or 30 years, has been individuals who take the time to get good at something. Yeah, that's right. right? And it's not just kind of this fleeting back and forth, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'll try this for a little bit, and then I'll try this for a little bit. It's like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know, I've got two or three friends that are uh, going through... Um, um, electrician school right now, mm-hmm. and they've been in, they've been studying to be electricians for four years. Yeah. You know, and they're in the apprentice program for four years. Yeah. And then they finally, I got to go to one of my friend's graduation and he, you know, it's, it's this culminating 
uh, like you have been understudying mm-hmm. this this journeyman yeah. for four and a half years, mm-hmm. and now you finally get you know the the badge or the vest or whatever yeah. they get, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's value to that. Totally. There's such value to totally putting time and effort into something and it taking a long time to get good at it because that's the only way you get good at something yes that's right and it's and it's again like i don't know how you feel about these guys but this it's this is the problem that i have with people like like um who are those boxing brothers oh yeah brothers yeah paul brothers right yeah jake paul and whatever his older brother Mm -hmm. i i i can't stand it because they get famous for doing nothing well they had to they had the means to get famous before they were actually good at anything. Correct. And this is this Correct. is like the topsy turvy nature of the digital media entertainment world right now, where yeah. you know, and and think about it, dude. Kids like the kids who are freshmen in my program now, they're completely native to it. Like they've mm-hmm. had Instagram and TikTok and Twitter their entire like sentient lives, you know. Right. So it right. feels natural to them to go kind of try and find an audience. Mm-hmm. And some dad figure, some like old person like me could say, shouldn't you wait till you're good at something to like find an audience? Yeah. And right. they're like, no, like I'm, I'm yeah. going to go do it. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting in that way. And interestingly, Josh, I think athletics is really still the only realm that gets this right. Because athletics mm-hmm. is the only truth teller. Um, sure. You know, there's if a I, winner and, and there's a loser at the end of the day. Well, and if I go into the gym and I spar with Mike Tyson yeah, and he beats me to a pulp for four months straight, right. I can't go home every night and say, you know what? I'm the world's greatest boxer. Like, right. I can't have any delusions about myself. And yet, right. and this is the brilliant part, and you know it because you were a wrestler and a football player. I was a football player. Yeah. And a boxer, there's still great satisfaction in going home at night after having taken a beating, yep. but knowing that you you hung in there and you got a little yep. bit better, and yep. tomorrow you're going to be better yet, yep. and in two years you might be awesome, you know? Yeah. Or yeah, it's true. Even short of being awesome, and this is what I think people have completely lost the value of, there's real nobility in just getting in there and getting everything that you can out of your talent. And if everything that you can get out of your talent is, you know, four wins in a high school wrestling career or you fight six pro fights and you lose three of them, that's still, like, mad respectable. Yeah. And yet, like, I think think we live in this kind of all-or-nothing world where it's like, well, I put out one book and it didn't become a New York Times bestseller, so screw that. I'm on to something else. Um, It's strange. I think there's another avenue other than sports where that's true. And, and I found this to be true, and mm-hmm. I and, and and I think there's very I think you're right. I think there's very few avenues where this is true. I think sports is one. Yeah. I think musicianship is another. Interesting. Talk and about for that. Me, and for me, I found this to be true mm-hmm. because you, in order to be considered a good musician, mm-hmm. you need to be able to show your work. Yeah. You need to be able to show that you've put the time in. You understand. You're under, you understand your parts. You understand yeah. how to master your instrument, right? So I 
I play the drums. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first started playing drums, obviously it was horrible, mm-hmm. right? Didn't know how, didn't know my right hand from my left, didn't know what to do with my feet, blah, blah, blah. My yeah, dad yeah. was a drummer. Yeah. Um, and my dad kind of taught me, right? And okay. for years and years and years, my dad would just, like, every time, every time we would do a lesson and he'd show me a beat, I would just be crushed because he was so much better than me. Yeah. Right? And I remember times as a little kid, like, He'd get done playing the drums, and I would just start crying because I'm like, I'm never like this is horrible. Like, why am I putting all this time in, right? Yeah. But you put the effort in, you put the time in, and I would find songs to drum to that I knew that I can't play this. Mm. But I'd play it over and over and over and over again, and each time I played it, I would get the sequence a little bit better. Yeah. And I started from you know soft like <laughs> like Michael W. Smith and yeah. Stephen Curtis Chapman, right? And then I work up to like you know I work up to Newsboys, and then yeah. I mastered Newsboys drummer stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then I work up to Petra, yeah. right? And then Striper, and then I'm going from Striper to Dream Theater, mm. right? Which is like doctoral level drumming, yeah. Right, 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 right. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but, yeah. but like I'm showing the progression is I, I where I started. Yeah, I knew I, I could, I could say I'm the greatest drummer in the world, but if anybody asked me right. to actually play something, it's going to be very obvious very quickly. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, but you put that work in, you yeah. put the time in, and over twelve, you know, ten, fifteen years. Yeah. I'm now able to hang with the likes of Mike Portnoy, mm-hmm. right? In most of his songs, yeah. not all of his stuff. He's still a better drummer than me. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm I'm into his level. Yeah. But there's songs where I'm actually able to be like, no, I hear what he's doing, mm-hmm. and I can do it, and yeah. I can actually do it well, mm-hmm. right? And there's a such a satisfaction to that. Yeah. And I think that a lot of individuals today are missing out on that satisfaction and trading it for. A feeling that that might that is very it's very fast and it flames up very quickly, but it dissipates because now you need to find the next thing yeah. because there's nothing substantial there for you to hold on to, right? And there's no you know there's no real evidence of that skill, yeah, right? Yeah, no, no like th- I've got you know I've got songs that I can play because of my skill. You got a shelf full of books mm-hmm. that you've written that prove your skill, right? Yeah, it's that that's important. It is, it is, and it. But it's been like twenty five years in the making, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And it and it doesn't happen overnight. And yeah, so but but yet there's this real longing for people to like they want significance, they want fame, they want a platform, they want an audience. And we see it yeah. we see it in the book business, right? Where like mm-hmm. having a book that you can tweet about is almost more important than how good the book is, yes. which is yeah. like uh, make sure make sure the cover's good, yeah, and make sure you have one or two lines you can you can quote tweet. And that's like it. apocalyptic <laughs> to me, and it's so disrespectful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the world is literally ending. I think <laughs> so. Come. You know, yeah. I think so. And and again, like to your point, this isn't you know some veiled argument that like. There's only one good author in the world, and it's me. You know, that's not the point at all. But, like, I just think the means of attaining fame have have made the the craft just go down in people's minds, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, you get the guy who, like, you can tell that the joy of having a book is just tweeting about it. And, sure. you know, showing the cover and look what I did. And, and he does yeah. the whole, like, I'm so humbled to have been involved in this project. <laughs> when it's like, no, really, the, the word you're looking for is proud. And yeah, there's nothing right. wrong with that, right? No, there's nothing wrong with taking pride in 
in an accomplishment. There's nothing wrong with saying for. I'm proud to have yeah. written a book. In fact, I would be more yeah. comfortable with that tweet. Yes. Um, it would be more honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, like I like Josh that there are still some things in the world like sports and like mm-hmm. drumming where you can't really fake it, you know? Yeah, um, that's true. But there's still respect for the guys at different levels of talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, if, oh, absolutely. If you're going for it and you're trying hard and you're getting the most out of what you have, like in that locker room or in that gym or whatever, there will be respect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the people be. that want to skip a whole bunch of steps, and I see it in I see it in the academy, dude. Like, um, I recruit, so I have to recruit for my program, and I recruit just for com arts in general. And mm-hmm. certain communities that we recruit out of. Like the students and their parents will come to campus to meet with me, and there's like zero humility in the room. Mm. And the 17 year old, I give grace because they're 17. But sure. like the 45 year old parent with no humility, it's like, do you realize what you're doing to your kid? You know, yeah. you're you're sending them into this environment, which will be for many of them the very first competitive environment they've ever been in. Sure. And you're sending them into the environment with their head full of they're amazing, they're the best, right. they're special. They're going to be the next Stephen King. Like, they're, yeah, they're going to be the sophomore next sophomore year. Right. They're going to be the next whoever. Yeah. But the reality is they're probably average, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, right. we'll take that. And if there's humility and the desire to work, we will yeah. get everything that we can possibly get out of the experience. Yeah. Best recruiting visit I ever had in my life. I've probably told you this story. Um, I was in high school. I was a junior or senior. And I went to Indiana, IU. Uh, it was the biggest recruiting visit I had, the biggest school that like showed me a little interest. And they invited me and my dad up to do the whole like tour of the football building and look at the yeah. helmets and watch the highlight film and that whole thing. And then the coach like brought me into his office, and he was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't guarantee you'll ever play it down here. And I'm like, wow, that's different. You know, that, that hurts yeah. my feelings a little bit, but continue, yep. you know. And But right. he goes, I guarantee you, though, that when you leave, you'll be the best football player you could possibly be. Um, and I should have gone there. You know, that should have yeah. yeah. sold me on it. I should have gone there. But it was refreshingly honest. Yeah. And yeah. I've actually adopted that kind of motif when I recruit. Because yeah. it's honest, and we can deliver that, right? We can right. deliver, you're going to get better. You're going to get the most out of your talent. And right. I wish more writers, especially in our like Christian writing space, were more concerned with, I'm going to wait till I actually have something to say before I write a book, rather than just, mm-hmm. I can get a book deal, so gimme, gimme, gimme. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I sound like a cranky old man this afternoon, but sometimes <laughs> okay. that's the real me. It's okay, you know, and that's okay. It, you're honest, yeah. right? Right? You're not putting up a false front, yeah. right? And 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 that's good. That that's what we're supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's realistic. I think it's good to have realistic expectations of who we are and what we can do, yeah. Right? And and be honest with yourself. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be the next great New York Times bestseller. I'm not going to be the greatest drummer in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be very average. I'm a very average drummer. And honestly, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm happy. It brings me joy. It gives me the ability to bring uh, my church joy and my friends joy. And at the end of the day, like God is just as much glorified in that as if I was touring the world with some band. Well, and you got as good as you could get. And that's the point. 
Um, yeah. And I think I've gotten as good as I can get with writing or pretty close to it. Um, and you keep pushing yourself, you keep striving, you keep trying, but, um, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with your like electrician, um, you know, comment earlier, we've lost the ability to like respect that. And yep. that's a shame, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I have, I have huge respect for it and that's how you yeah. build a business, right? Whether you're an electrician or a writer or whatever it is that you do doing it well over a long period of time is how you get clients and get a reputation and build a business. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right, man. As opposed to podcasting where you and I would like to get rich quick, you know, we hey, would, you know, that would be nice. And you know, there are people that promise us that we'll get rich quick. Yeah. You know, if we just, if we just sign on, yeah. you know, yeah, and, I know there know, are people sometimes. that promise we're going to, we're going to pay you money. We're going to yeah. pay you more than yeah. $11. You're going to get rich. And, uh, <laughs> right. then it That's doesn't right. come to fruition and you have to part ways and do your own thing again. But, uh, you know, hey, alas. I am, we're being our authentic self, Ted. Oh, that's that's man. exactly what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we're I doing. I identify as an amazing podcaster, even if hey, my I do too. bank account I do too. would disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's still time, Ted. Yeah. All right? We've only been doing this, you know, I don't know, 30-some-odd eps. Yeah. Let's put the work in. We'll see what happens. That's Who right, knows? baby. That's right. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we might go worldwide. Mm, global. Know? Global. Global. I don't know what the best time, New York Times best-selling... I'll, uh, like the equivalent is for podcasts, but you know what, dude, we'll be there. Millions of dollars, cocaine, decadence. I'm not going to rest <laughs> until that happens. Right? We become hollowed out husks of our former selves. Seriously, we dude. hate each other, but we're yeah, rich. Yeah, you we know? hate each other, but we still we still do the podcast. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> gotta pay the bills. Yeah, that's right. Right. Ted, will you will you make me a promise here and here and right now in front yeah. of as as our as our listeners as witness? Yeah. If this podcast ever becomes unfun, mm. unenjoyable, mm. and you're just going through the motions, <laughs> I want you to tell me yeah. so that we can stop it right away. Just to, if I'm a paycheck player, man, you know, just yes, doing the bare if minimum. It's to the point. <laughs> if it's to the point where it's it's this podcast or our friendship. Yeah. I, uh, we're chucking the podcast. Well, right? I appreciate that. And I'll, I'll be honest with you in saying, and I think this is true yes. of you. This is probably true of any person. There are days where it feels that way. Like sure. today being yeah. one of them in the sense that like, yeah. I really didn't have time to do this today. Um, yeah. and it's a crazy week and whatever, everybody's busy, but yet doing it was fun. Doing it is like a credit kind of in my emotional bank account. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like not every day do you go into a task feeling like this is the single greatest thing that I'm ever going to do and I can't wait. Um, but, yeah, right. like the, right. the aggregate is still really good, really positive, something that I look forward to. So, yeah. Uh, well, that's good. It. Okay. So I'll amend that. If it gets to the point where maybe we're three months and that feeling hasn't gone away. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. If, if we get three yeah. months and, and that hasn't gone away, <laughs> and then you're we'll... like, And you're like, you know. You know, you know, it hasn't wore off. I actually mm -hmm. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ted. Cluck or suck? Yeah. Go. The theater. And by the theater, I mean not movies, mm -hmm. but Broadway. Uh, I'm not a musical guy, so it sucks. Um, oh my god! Yeah, we're gonna lose all of our fans. Everybody loves musicals. It's really like fashionable right now to love musicals, to be able yes. to talk about musicals. Yes. I hate yeah, musicals. Yeah. Only if it's Hamilton. Yeah. Or or yeah. anything else. I feel like. <laughs> Being the kind of dude that's into musical theater makes you kind of a certain type of big sweetheart. 
I'm just out on it. I'd I'd rather be watching anything else. And it's it's not a that's not a shot at anybody or anything. But like if I had a job, this is a bit of a digression, and it's going to make me late for my next thing. But I love honest Ted. When I was working in radio years ago, this was like at the tail end of college for me, like undergrad. I had a job at like a pretty big radio station in Indianapolis, and often we would get free tickets to things. And we were young. We were kind of living in the city for the first time. We were, you know, 21 or whatever. And we got these tickets to go see Miss Saigon, which at that time was this big Broadway musical. Um, And it had come to Indianapolis, to the Indiana Repertory Theater. Um, And so we went, and it was kind of my first go-around with, like, a musical. And I couldn't. I couldn't square sort of the image of, like, a guy with a machine gun singing, like, in some kind of poncy, fanciful way. Like, I just couldn't get there. I'm like, I either want to go to a concert or I want to hear dudes saying things to each other, but I can't really have two things, you know? Um, You know what I mean about that? Yeah, I do. And I've seen Phantom of the Opera on Broadway, by God's grace. Like, I've gotten to see some great shows. Sure, but I have the sure. same reaction to all of them, and it's that. It sucks. <laughs> it's like, you don't even know what you want to be. Is yeah. this a movie, or is this is, right. this, is this a concert? Are we like, doing dialogue, or are we it? singing? I don't get it. You know? Pick one. <laughs> It's like one of the it's like one of the oldest forms of entertainment yeah. that we have and I'm coming in, at it. in this world. I'm, 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 I'm burning it to the ground. I'm doing like a Twitter thing right now. No, to me it's like this fails at being a concert and it also fails at being like an interesting story. Like you're over to. Um I'd rather just go to a good concert or a good play, you know? Pick one. Okay, here's what I need you to do. That sound you hear is all of our audience members leaving (laughs) in mass. You're gonna okay. Here's another another promise. Yeah, I need you to make me. I need you to text me. Yeah, in the week when you have your grumpiest day. Yeah, and that's the day that we're gonna record our episode. (laughs) All right, man. It's honest Ted. Because like frustrated, grumpy Ted equals honest Ted, and honest Ted equals podcast gold. Yeah, every single time. All right, man. All right, <laughs> all right. I'll do it. I'll do it. You're like, we'll, hey, Josh, today absolutely sucks. Yeah. When can we record? Let's get on. Let's get on right now. Capture the magic. You know. <laughs> I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. It's probably not very hey, fashionable, but it's okay. So yeah, sucks. I get it. Well, dude, <laughs> here's another thing Ted. that sucks. <laughs> I get on the I get on this podcast, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. My phone's been silent all day. Okay, but the right. minute I get on here, yes, ninety four texts <laughs> from my other podcast. We got one guy in my other podcast who can never do it. Like the the time we choose to do it, oh, like oh guys, something came up, you know, and then and then we all gotta like rearrange our weeks to do it. So I'm getting all ninety four of those texts. You want right me now. to guess who that is? You don't have to. No, don't say it. Because we we thinly veil things on here. That's what we do. It's part of the culture of the show. Unless unless it's Ted's disdain for the theater. Yeah, no. Then then we come we come in throwing hundred and seven. Come right out of the bullpen. We're throwing <laughs> yeah. throwing smoke. Throwing heaters. <laughs> All right, dude, I gotta go pick up my kid from work. Sounds good, buddy. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to this episode of Cluck Podcast, whatever it was. Yeah. 
Um, you can catch us on all the socials at Cluckcast. Make sure to head on over there. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a review. We appreciate interacting with you guys. Uh, we will catch you on the next episode of Cluck later. Later.